Biblical words about truth from Dr. Michael Youssef. Listen to what the Bible said, that Jesus Christ who came from God the Father is full of grace and what? Truth. And Jesus Christ himself said, I am the what? Truth. I am the truth. That's who he is. And if God is true to us, then we must be not only true to him, but be true to one another. Welcome to Leading the Way with pastor, author, and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. On this episode of Leading the Way Audio, Dr. Youssef reveals the significance of truth, not only in earthly relationships, but also for deepening your relationship with God. Hey, please remember that Leading the Way is listener-supported, meaning that Dr. Youssef and the ministry teams rely on God's provision through the prayers and the generosity of those who've been blessed by leading the way. More details at ltw.org. Here now is Dr. Michael Youssef to begin today's audio episode, Why Doesn't God Think Lying is Harmless? In December of 2001, George O'Leary was on top of the world. He was ecstatic because he had just been appointed as the head football coach for the University of Notre Dame. And I can imagine that somebody with the name of O'Leary uh, coaching the fighting Irish is a thrill. And imagine actually be almost like dying and going to heaven to uh, be coaching the fighting Irish when your name is O'Leary. But within two days of that announcement, O'Leary's dream turned into a nightmare. Why? Because a reporter had discovered that O'Leary has lied on his resume. His resume said, among other things, that he had played for New Hampshire. Well, in reality, he didn't. But he fudged that truth not when he got that job in 2001. It was written in his resume 21 years earlier when he applied for a job in Syracuse. And so for 21 years... A lie has gone undiscovered. For 21 years, untruth has been accepted for the truth. For 21 years, a small lie went unnoticed. And I remember people saying, well, after all, that is just a small lie. It has nothing to do with his talent. It has nothing to do with his ability. It's neither here nor there. Why do people make such a fuss about just a lie and an exaggeration. But you know what's even more tragic than the lie itself is what the coach's brother said, and I want you to listen carefully to what the coach's brother said. When he was asked about this discovery, he said, is anyone trying to tell me that resumes are truthful? In the America we live in, the willingness to lie on a resume is an indication of how much you want the job. End of quote. Well, as I read this, I realized that all the statistics that I've been reading, namely that 50% of all resumes have at least one falsehoods. 50% of all resumes have at least one falsehood contained in it. According to the researchers who have done extensive study across America and came up with a book back in the early 90s called The Day America Told the Truth. They said just about everybody lies. I just don't believe that. I really don't. But that's their conclusion. 
after the studies they've done across the board, they said that 91% of people regularly lie. They found out that one out of five cannot go through a single day without telling a lie. Listen to some of their findings. They, they found out that men lie more than women. That young men lie more than old men. That unemployed people lie more than employed people. And that liberals lie more than conservatives. Well, duh. <laughs> but here's a conclusion. The conclusion is that lying has become a cultural trait in America. That lying is embedded in our national character. This is more than sad to me. For without the truth, our family relationships, our judicial system will crumble. And ultimately our nation will be in trouble. Please listen to what I'm going to tell you. Most Christians need to deal with this. Because if Christians are honest, they would have to confess that they too lie on occasions. I'm going to tell you something that I know for a fact. Not because I'm pointing finger at somebody else for my own life. That preachers lie. But we don't call it lying. (laughs) We call it exaggeration. We call it embellishing the truth. We call it all kinds of things. We don't call it lying. But in reality is, is as bad as lying. I can tell you without a shadow of doubt that healing can come when we confess our propensity to lying. That healing can come when we realize that without the power of God, we can easily lie. Listen to me. This is not finger pointing, preaching. This is exhortation to all of us, preacher and listeners alike, about the seriousness of this issue of lying, exaggerating, embellishing the truth. There are many times Christians would gossip. And they would tear down somebody's reputation. And they tear down somebody's name under the guise of sharing prayer points. I have learned through the years that most gossip contains a fair amount of misinformation, contain a fair amount of half-truth, but they present it as facts. And the next person believes it, the next person passes it on, and it becomes a appeared as factual when in reality it's half truth. And you and I must understand that there is a reason why we are called the people of the truth. You must understand that. Imagine if I habitually lie to my neighbor, to whom I've been trying to witness for a number of years, and then I started sharing the gospel with him. Is he going to believe me? When I tell him that when he comes to Jesus Christ, receive forgiveness and eternal life, when I share with him the very core of the gospel, he's going to believe me? No. Because I already have abrogated, have destroyed, have damaged the trust. Listen to what the Bible said. John tells us in 114, Gospel of John, that Jesus Christ who came from God the Father is full of grace and what? Truth. And Jesus Christ himself, in chapter 14, verse 6, he said, I am the what? Truth. I am the truth. That's who he is. And if God is true to us, then we must be not only true to him, but be true to one another. Now, some have asked me through the years, if there is a time when lying is okay. You know, what if you are telling a tale in order to to kind of 
uh, have a comical effect or, or pulling someone's leg. And, and I, I, I'm very cautious because I know sometimes people will take my answers. And man, I've, through the years, I heard people say, well, Michael said, and I said, when did I say that? Well, I would have said something to somebody and then it got really blown out of proportion. And then by the time it comes back to me, God help us. But my response is this. It's not the word of God. It's my response. As long as these are told in affection and with the intention of immediately telling the truth. I don't believe it violates the ninth commandment. Why do I say that? Because of the intention. The very core, the very heart of the ninth commandment is the intention of deceiving. That's what it means. The insidious thing about the sin of lying is that it deceives. It misleads. And it creates an environment of distrust. And that is the very core, the very heart of the nine commandments. Intentionally deceiving people. Now I heard people's definitions of lying as long as you're not hurting anybody. And as long as nobody knows and all that stuff. Listen, that's all situational ethics. That is not biblical. The very core of the ninth commandment is, am I intentionally deceiving? Whether anybody's hurt or not, whether anybody knows or not, am I intentionally deceiving? Well, let me tell you very quickly then. It is absolutely wrong to use humor to put people down. It is absolutely wrong to use humor to violate a person's integrity. Other people through the years have asked me the question, well, what about those people in the Bible who have lied? Well, you know, what about the, the, the Israelite midwives who lied to Pharaoh in order to save the babies? What about uh, Rahab who lied to the Canaanites in order to save Joshua's spies? What, what about Gideon? Or what about Jacob? And the questions go on and on and on. Well, listen, we have those examples in the Bible. But while the Bible does not, in some of those cases, immediately come out and condemn these people for their falsehood, the ninth commandment is very clear. It's very clear. It condemns lying, no matter what the cause may be. These people should have trusted God to take care of things instead of them trying to help God by lying. And look at Jacob, because God has forgiven him, and because the grace of God covered it doesn't mean that it is right. Or Rachel, or Gideon. We go on through the scripture. You see, people should trust in the Lord and know that he will do the right thing. They don't have to help him out. The problem is, some people use these situations in the Bible and say, well, look, you know, here's somebody in the Bible who lied, and therefore I can use falsehood in order to save my hide. That will not wash with God. I can tell you that. It will not wash with God. In fact, the Bible being an honest book, the Bible being a truthful book, It tells us about those people who have lied in biblical history, not in order to justify lying, but in order to show us the grace of God. The Bible tells us that the very first lie that was ever uttered on the face of the earth was in the Garden of Eden, when the serpent lied to Eve. And from that time on, those who are on the side of the devil lie. He is the father of lies, the Bible said. He is the father of lies. And anyone who habitually lies identifies with Satan. Now, here's something that I know for a fact that would help anybody to overcome this insidious sin. I know that. It will help you overcome the propensity to exaggeration, embellishing the truth, or telling half-truths. 
The Bible said that Satan is the father of lies. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the very truth. As Francis Schaeffer used to say, true truth. (laughs) But it's the same thing. He is the full embodiment of the truth. So here's what you need to ask yourself, the question. And I've asked myself that a million times. I'm not telling you something that I have not practiced, okay? Ask yourself the question. Am I identifying myself with Jesus Christ, who is the full truth? Or am I identifying with the enemy of my soul, who is the father of lies? Ask yourself the question. Am I more concerned about pleasing the Lord of life? Or am I willing to lie in order to please people and gain their approval? Ask yourself the question. Am I more concerned? Am I more anxious for the Lord to get the glory Or am I willing to let Satan have the upper hand in my life and come in and set up a stronghold in my life and in my soul? Ask yourself the question, do I care about grieving the Holy Spirit in my life? Or am I more committed to making good impression on people? Ask yourself the question, am I more concerned with the reputation of the one who died for me on the cross of Calvary? Or am I more concerned about my own reputation? That will do it every time. It will give you the victory. It will give you the strength. It will give you victory like you've never experienced it before. Every time. It never fails. Many years ago, I heard an old-timer, old preacher say, hymns and Christian songs have made more, more liars of Christians than the devil. Whew, I'm telling you. you know, I know I preach blunt, but I got news for you. I can't match this guy. <laughs> I mean, this is blunt. And I won't tell you the impact that this had on my life. I have never forgotten. It's been many, many, many years ago. And I have never forgotten it. I have never, and I want you to think about it. Think about it long and hard. <laughs> there is not a time that I sing a hymn or a chorus or a song without thinking of those words that the old man preached. There is not one time. And I have to confess to you, listen to me, I have to confess to you that there are times when I stop singing because I feel that I'm, a, I'm singing a lie. There are times we were singing here, have their own way, Lord, have their own way. Then I stop. I said, do I really want him to have his way in every area of my life? Or am I singing a lie? And I have to stop. Do I really... Want him to take control. I surrender all. Do I really want to surrender all? Or am I just singing along because everybody else is singing? And there are many a times I stop and do business with God before I can keep going and singing again. I want you to hear me right in this. Honesty in any relationship, including our relationship with the Lord. Honesty, truthfulness is like the sunshine to a plant. It really is. Relationships thrive in honesty. They thrive. But they wither when there is no sunshine of honesty. And so, what's the choice? Listen, unadulterated truth is often hard to swallow. (laughs) I know that. I know that for a fact. I'm not ignorant of the fact that hearing the truth can hurt. I I I know that. I'm not ignorant of that fact. Especially when it is spoken in unloving ways. But sometimes, even when it is spoken in love, it still hurts. But as I say, it so does a surgery. But then, when the body is 
cured of what needed to be confronted when the body is, is, is cured and healed from whatever needed to be get, gotten rid of and, and whatever needed to be cut and thrown away. It makes it all worthwhile. Why is this so important? Why is this so important? If you have forgotten everything I've said, I hope you're not going to forget what I'm going to tell you. And it comes from Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. That verse had changed my life. Here's what it says. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in men who are truthful. And I remember asking myself those many years ago, do I really want the Lord to detest me? And the answer is no. The Lord detests lying lips, but delights in men who are truthful. Let me tell you this as I conclude. I don't think there's anybody who has been the recipients of lying. Somebody lying about you, somebody lying about your reputation, somebody lying about your character, somebody or some people say untrue things about you. I don't think there's anybody in this room or anywhere in the world who would not understand if they've ever been in this situation. The pain, the grief, and the frustration that comes as a result of that. There's some people think, well, if you really speak the truth and you live, you know, walk with the Lord, that when people lie about you, it's not going to bother you. Well, you know, you wouldn't be in the human, belong to the human race if that's the case. Jeremiah calls these lying lips, he calls them sharp arrows. There are many folks in the mainline denominations, in what I call the apostate church. And the reason I call them apostate is because they do not believe the very tenant of the gospel. They don't believe that the Bible is God's self-revelation. They don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. They don't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And they say all religions are everybody and are very wonderfully inclusive. From the very beginning, some have preached sermons. I got the manuscript. Somebody hand me manuscripts of these sermons. They sought to spread lies regarding biblical truth. But not only that, they sought to spread lies about those who proclaim biblical truth. Whether they are preachers, whether they are youth ministers. Because we proclaim the truth of the gospel. And because we train our young people in the truth. And because the truth itself exposes their deception. And because we condemn their false gospel. And because we refuse to respond in kind. They do not come out and say, these people really believe the Bible and we don't. They don't tell you that, but that's really would, would have been the truth. But here's what they say. These folks, they're extremists. They are out of the mainstream. They are fundamentalists. They are narrow-minded. They are intolerant. The worst sin in this politically correct society. list goes on. But I want to tell you what I've learned. I honestly learned from the Lord. The Lord taught me this. The hard way, but also the easy way in many ways. And it is this. It gives you greater commitment in your own life for speaking the truth. But I must tell you, speaking the truth in love, which is what the scripture said, is an impossibility. I want to repeat this. Speaking the truth in love is an impossibility for anyone without Jesus Christ. It's an impossibility for anyone 
who does not seek the power of God, the Holy Spirit, to fill you on a daily basis. It's an impossibility. You can't do it on your own. That's why every one of the Ten Commandments are impossibility. The Bible said if you break one, you broke them all. And I'll tell you, without the grace of Jesus Christ, it's an impossibility. Now, I know there are some people who like to just say it the way it is. But they are so devoid of love and compassion. On the other hand, the vast majority in our culture have been so sentimentalized by love that they have dismissed the truth and they made it to be unimportant. But those of us who love the Lord, those of us who love one another, must always speak the truth in love. And only when you and I are daily filled with the Holy Spirit, when you and I come in total surrender and emptying of ourselves in order that we may be filled of the Holy Spirit afresh, only then can we do what is humanly impossible. You're listening to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Would you like to speak with a pastor or a counselor about spiritual questions you have? Whether it's becoming a Christian or living the Spirit-filled life, the place to start is leading the way. Fill out a short online form to begin your conversation today. ltw.org slash Jesus. My name is Suzanne, and I live in Kent, which is in the southeast of the UK, and I'm a school teacher. We had people take over our house that we were renting out to them, um, refused to leave but refused to pay us any rent as well. This was becoming a weight on us. I needed God to speak to me in this. I felt a heaviness through the battle of these people as well in my life. And I needed God's victory in that. And I know that the scriptures are, are true, but I needed somebody to unpack them and make them real. And amazingly, Dr. Michael Yusuf broadcasts came across and with him was the, the, the fragrance of Christ has fed me spiritually. I asked God to show me one particular thing on the website to listen to now which would help my problem and I chose the one on praise, the series on praise. So I listened to the whole series again and again and again. The Lord gives us a million reasons to praise Him. And then the Lord gives us a desire to praise Him. And then the Lord responds to our praise with more blessings and more rewards. What more do you want? Amazingly, the, the family left the house. Um, for me, that the victory came when I was no longer concerned about the evil that I sensed from them because uh, listening to Michael Yusuf's broadcasts had trained me to trust in God as my provider, as my uh, banner of victory who is bigger than the giants. And these things had started to build me up inside. It's when you fix your eyes on Jesus through praise that He changes your desires. All throughout the day, what He'd said would come back to me. I found uh, God brought back the, the truths that He was saying into my heart throughout the day. So it continued to feed me and nourish me through the day. I just feel like I'm a child again in just drinking in everything, just delighting in His Word, excited about everything, totally addictive getting to know Jesus, totally addictive.
Learn ways that you can be a part of impacting lives across six continents in 28 of the world's most spoken and understood languages. When you call 866-626-4356. And the website is ltw.org. ltw.org. Or put pen to paper and write us a note. We love hearing from you. You can write to Leading the Way at Post Office Box 20100, Atlanta, Georgia, 30325. That's Post Office Box 20100, Atlanta, Georgia, 30325. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect with us via television, YouTube, Facebook, X, and all of our social networks. Learn more at ltw.org.